This show is brought to you by Made by Super. Hiring a design studio is more necessary than you think. Your brand is important, and how it's represented shouldn't be phoned in. Whether it's your logo, website, messaging, online ads, environment, graphic design, or social media, you need professionals, thinkers, advocates for your brand, people that will make you look good. It will make a difference. Trust me. Go to madebysuper.com and hire great designers to get to work for you on your brand. Also brought to you by Age Old Trade Design, LA's premier hospitality design firm. Welcome to Acting Real with Kat Foster, where I talk with talented, seasoned, professional actors about how they use what they've learned from acting in their real everyday lives. If you have been listening to the show and you like it and you're moved by it and it's helped you and it resonates with you, subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a good review. It means so, so much. And more importantly, it helps other humans find the show. Thanks. Hey guys, today I talk with my good friend Angela Kinsey, who I love so, so, so much. Um, she, I find her so inspiring and so joyful, and this episode is also surprisingly moving. Um, of course, you know Angela for her role as Angela Martin on The Office, um, but she's been busy, so busy ever since. First of all, she played my sister-in-law on the hit TBS comedy, Your Family or Mine. Uh, that's how I met her. Um, and she's done like a million other shows. She did these Hulu shows, takeoffs on The Real Housewives called The Hot Wives, The Hot Wives of Orlando, The Hot Wives of Las, Las Vegas. Um, and you saw her on the Netflix series, Haters Back Off. You've seen her in Blunt Talk, Bad Judge, New Girl, Fresh Off the Boat. Uh, so many things. You can see her on Baking with Josh and Ange, her very own show she does with her husband where they bake and cook things. You can see that on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. And coming soon, she's hosting a cooking competition called Be Our Chef on the soon-to-be-launched channel Disney+. Plus. Uh, enjoy, you guys. It is a skeleton, and you have to discover where the bone What I need for my life, I am drawn to create the play. And you must use the play. You must use it like an <laughs> I mean, they might be. Um, before we talk about Instagram, because I do want to talk about that, how do we, we know each other because we played, so you were my sister-in-law. I was your sister-in-law on Your Family or Mine oh on god. TBS. Oh my god, that was so fun. Five years ago? Did we say five and a half? Five, five and a half years ago. Yeah. Yeah, you were, you just started dating Josh. Yes, and you were just I had just started dating. dating the man who's now my baby daddy. I know, your baby daddy. Mm-hmm. When did you guys wait, get you're married? Engaged. Yeah, so we haven't gotten like married married. I know. You haven't what, gotten married. But you married. guys have. We have. We've been married two years, pretty much, almost two years. Oh yeah, that's so sweet. <laughs> it is kind of crazy meeting someone later in life, you know, because yeah. like you are just way more chill about everything. Like yeah, even like our wedding, I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Like I wasn't like, there's no stress. Cause yeah, yeah. You sort of yeah, we're we like did everything backwards. We we started dating, then we bought a house together before we were even engaged. Mm-hmm. We bought a house together, then we got engaged, <laughs> then we got pregnant, and we yeah. still haven't even gotten married. <laughs> well, it, it all works it out. It happens. It all it's works fun. out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're both like forty and like, man, it's cool. I know. We're gonna we're gonna get married. We're like we both definitely want to get married. Yeah, and it will be like exactly how you want it to be, exactly. and it will be great. Um. So, okay. 
So this is a show, you said it's a show about acting, and it sort of is, but it also, like, isn't really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's actually secretly not a show not about acting. It's you like have about a secret living. agenda on your yeah. podcast? My secret agenda is really just that I want to talk about, like, feelings and humanity. Okay. <laughs> feelings and humanity. That's really like all cat. I want to talk about. Slash acting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I mean, I know actors, and, like, I know about that stuff via my experience right, as course. an actor. So, like, I think it's fun to talk about that stuff with actors because we talk about like we deal in feelings yeah and stuff but like we don't like we have a lot of feelings on screen we also have a lot of feelings off screen oh it <laughs> the, the river runs deep the my river lady runs deep, right <laughs> yeah so that's really what we're here to talk about um and so we will talk about all that stuff but but can i just like dive into instagram with you for a second sure because you are so you seem so authentic and easy and chill and like how do you when, do, have you like I don't even know where to start like did you cultivate that was that always easy for you from the beginning for you from the beginning to just put yourself out there right I mean you're really you it's you yeah. that's Angela yeah like, I know you and I watch your I was late to Instagram I was like I mean I got on like a year like only like two years ago or whatever and then when I started being on there, I was like, how does she do that? Just be like so effortlessly her beautiful self. Oh, you're so sweet. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I'm always sort of amazed by all of it because I, I do love to get to know people. Uh-huh. I always have. I used to love watching Oprah when she would go into people's houses and yeah. look in their refrigerator. Yeah. That was like some of my favorite stuff. Like, I know she had cool guests, but I just want to see her in the middle of nowhere, Illinois, going to someone's house and looking <laughs> in the refrigerator. That was my favorite thing. But um, well, now why, though? Like, what was it attractive about that? I mean, I'm asking that for both of us, really, because I loved that, too. I, mean, I, I love just, Oprah. Oprah's yeah. really authentic. Yeah, I like to see how people live. Mm-hmm. And I think um, even you talking about your podcast and what you hope to get out of it, it seems like you're curious as to how people work. Right. So I'm always curious about how people live. Like I'm looking around right now and I'm like, oh, you've got two hanging potted plants. (laughs) Like, and I was like, gosh, you know what? It's so good to have some plants in your house. Why don't I have, oh, there's another plant. Why don't I have plants in my house? You know? So I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like, so I don't know. I just like to see how people live. And I've always been fascinated by that. And I grew up overseas and the more you travel, the more you realize we have more in common than we do different we really do we all like want one comfy chair in our house yeah we want to have like our kids fed and Mm -hmm. safe and there's some real basic stuff we all want I think I enjoy finding that in others right so does that like remove some of your self-consciousness about your own humanity and personhood well I don't know if this is like a great thing but I've never been very self-conscious no this is amazing I mean I need to know all about this cared about how I'm I don't know what's the right word not perceived or come across but like I that has never really affected my self-worth how Mm. other people see me yeah um and I always feel like if it's something I can give my daughter I try so hard to just be just be yourself just be authentically you and you know you're gonna have people who like you for who you are and there's gonna be people who don't you can't make everyone happy Right. You know, but you can just be yourself. But you know that what you're describing is very rare, right, Angela? Like a lot of people suffer from a, a high level of self-consciousness and and or just like a level of like, you know, like 
Okay, so for instance, okay. okay, so we you just did a little Instagram story when you got here, right? Uh-huh. And I just did one too. Yeah. And I was like, are you just going to like post that right now? Like, are you just going to post that? You're like, yeah, yeah, I do it all the time, which of course <laughs> I know, right? But you just posted it. I feel like, oh God, like I need to like make sure that it's, you know, like I don't know, like that it looks good enough or that I write the right words on it. I need to like think about what words are to write on, like what's my caption? Like I have to really, but really like, there's something very effortless not only about I mean I think what's so beautiful is your Instagram really reflects who you genuinely are and who you just described yourself to be there's just sort of like an effortlessness that you have a joy that feels really and I mean I know you have other feelings too which we're going to talk about but like it just feels really easy like you don't put a lot of you just are you well I mean I think it's really tricky because Instagram is just a slice of your life, right? right? It's just a it's just a small part of it. Yeah. Um. And and I I really do enjoy sharing and I enjoy watching other people's stuff. I will deep dive on anyone's page, like especially sometimes someone will comment on something I do and I'm intrigued by their comment and I have just I just start following just random people across America. I just really enjoy seeing how people live and um. So I really do have a joy for it. And maybe, you know, I had this professor in college that would always say, you know, he was my uh, writing professor and he'd say, what's a pleasure to write is a pleasure to read and experience. Mm. And so maybe something you're seeing is that I actually enjoy it. Yeah. And so um, it's not a chore for me. You enjoy sharing. I enjoy sharing. Yeah. Um, But I am protective of my family. I do have boundaries and things like that. But I do enjoy sharing and I enjoy... um, like what others share, you know, I, I love that back and forth. So maybe that's what you're seeing. Um, and it is authentically me. And sometimes I look back and I'm like, Oh, I'm such an idiot. Why did I, you know, every once in a while, I'm like, I, I don't really think about it until someone else says something like someone yeah. else will say like, you know, like I just had this like minor surgery and someone sent one of my friends sent me a message and it was like, eek, that looked kind of gruesome. And I was like, oh gosh, was it gross? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like yeah. so every once in a while, like someone holds a mirror up and I look and I'm like, oh, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I do think about like, you know, I do think about the what what I'm sharing. Like I don't, right. I do, I do want to be respectful of people and all of that kind of stuff. But I don't worry so much about my own vanity in it right. in any way. You right, know? right, right. And I, I've never been the prettiest girl in the room. Um, I've certainly never been the tallest. <laughs> you know, I've never, I don't, I think from an early age, I just was comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. And um, by the way, I'm secretly disagreeing with that. You haven't been the prettiest girl in the room. That's no, but, like impossible because no. you're beautiful. Oh, you're, you're but very also, sweet. But also like I, I know what you're saying. None of us are the prettiest girl in the room. I mean, who the fuck's the prettiest girl in the room? Like Angelina Jolie. Yeah, maybe. 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 I, know. <laughs> I know. But like, but you know, like I think there's some, I think very early on, I was sort of like the short dorky person. Mm-hmm. And I think I just was like, okay, that's cool. And I think coming into Hollywood like in our business, I had an agent when I was first out here. Mm-hmm. And he was like old, like 
almost like if you saw him in a movie, you'd be like, tone it down. Yeah. He was yeah. like, cigarette. And he was like, listen, Angela. <laughs> Literally, he had like gravelly like voice. He was like, you're never, and I'll never forget it. He was like, you're not ever going to be Hollywood glamorous, okay? You're not glamorous. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> probably sitting across from him in my Target sweatpants. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, noted. I'm not going to be Hollywood glamorous. Yeah. Got it. And I just sort of. But did took... you feel bad when you said that? No, because I was like, oh, Oh, I really thought at like five foot one, like, like, like I don't know. So I, you didn't have parents that were like, oh, you sh- like don't do that or don't do that. Like think about, you know, like like growing up, like not to out my mom, but to out my mom. My mom was like always really interested in what my hair was doing. OK, mm-hmm. like like if my hair was too da- too down, if it was mm-hmm. down, she felt like it was too sexy. So she always oh, wanted wow. me to wear my hair back. I know it's kind of crazy. Thing to say to see like we a, don't know i i think about this all the time middle because now i have a daughter yeah you know and we're moms now like i'm like oh my gosh is there something i'm saying to my kid that's forever going to imprint on her like wear your hair down too sexy yeah like, well i mean it, it does yeah. but i would just rebel like i like kind of knew she was full of it i was just like fuck you like stop telling me what to do with my you hair you do have really sexy hair though i'm I just do. saying your mom <laughs> might have been onto something <laughs> but like you know like but by the way i you know me this is very rare that i, I only have it down right now because i had a blow out yesterday <laughs> looks really good but like but but you know I almost always have my hair up interestingly now and maybe that's like a part of why I have my hair yeah. up very often is because they don't necessarily want to walk around like a like a sex pot what are you, you know? some kind of <laughs> sex goddess sex with your hair down um no, no but like I'm just saying like I I feel like maybe you didn't have people essentially like d- judging you I mean yeah, well, my mom, um, my mom herself was like, she would dress up for church and she would, could look really cute, but she was an, a sporto. Like, she mm-hmm. loved to play tennis. She mm-hmm. played softball. She was a little bit of a tomboy. Mm-hmm. And um, she didn't put a huge emphasis on looks. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in Indonesia. Um, oh, right. I, I always forget I, that about I you. Didn't, it's the coolest um, thing. Yeah, so I had like this beach kind of euro <laughs> vibe so like i didn't curl my hair i didn't blow dry my hair really yeah. and it wasn't until i got stateside like i came to america in 1984 and this girl bobby i sat next to her my first day by the way dallas in the 80s which was oh my gosh. a total shit show yeah. because it was so much makeup hair. Yeah. so much hair and yeah. i had I have this photo of the year I left Indonesia, and it's hilarious. I have, like, earrings that are, like, shell. <laughs> I have, like, like puka shell Yeah, and earrings. I had, like, basically just, like, a, a short haircut that I just br- combed back. You uh-huh. know, like, really. Uh-huh. And then I came to the U.S., and I got, like, the girls got a hold of me here, and I got a perm. And wow. But I sat next to this girl my first day. God, when are you going to write a movie about this? I sold a TV show to TBS. Oh, you did. Yes, about, like, moving from... Indonesia to Archer City yeah and I sold it and it, it didn't get picked up but I hope I'm hoping to re I don't know retool it for yeah. something else but um the first day I was at school this girl I sat next to in Dallas was Bobby B-O-B-B-I mm-hmm. she had a patch on her eye mm-hmm. and I was trying so hard to make friends so I was like oh do you have pink eye <laughs> like that's my that's my <laughs> icebreaker <laughs> do you have a weird eye infection because i've had that too oh my god we're gonna be best friends so i was like do you have pink eye and she was like oh no i had eyeliner tattooed on my eye and it got infected oh my god and i was like oh 
I've never heard of this. <laughs> what is happening? Why do you have makeup tattooed on your face? Um, in, you know, junior high. <laughs> Did you become friends with Bobby? No. <laughs> no, but not because I, I would have been her friend. Did you but, get all on her tattooed um, on your eye? No, I, I would have been friends with Bobby. She wasn't not nice to me, but you could tell she thought Wait, I was a dork. how old were you? 1984. How uh, 19, you? I was 14 when I moved okay, stateside. Okay, okay. Yeah. Was that 84 or 86? Wait. I think that was, yeah, I think that's okay, right. Okay. But, but uh, yeah, I was 14 when we moved stateside. Now, did you know that you wanted to be an actor at that point? Oh, my gosh. So here's my other thing, which okay. I think is super beneficial in life, is if you know what you want to do early on, then you can hyper-focus that thing. Yeah. But, but then you have people like, I have one of my sisters, I have three sisters, and one of my sisters is a searcher, and she's always searching, mm -hmm. searching. And she's incredibly creative. But she is always sort of like looking for something. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I just knew what I wanted. Like looking for like what she wants to do, looking for no, something she, she's, inside she's, satisfaction. She actually has a great job. But I think there's part of her that's just l looking for that thing to fill that space. Mm. And um, I... When I was four years old. Wait, sorry. I just have to get into a little dig deeper. We don't have to talk about your sister. But when you just said, like, looking for that thing to fill that space, is that a feeling that you've had in your life that you identify with? Like, do you have a space in you that needs filling? Well, no, that, what I was going to yeah, say is sorry. I always knew what, what filled, filled me you up. up. Got it. You know, I didn't have to go looking for it in a person yeah. or in all these different things and we what go is looking it? for. What is it? Well, I, I always, when I was four, my mom asked my sister and I what we wanted to be when we grew up. Mm -hmm. My sister Janet said a dump truck driver, which I think is awesome. It's very specific. It's amazing. <laughs> and um, at the time, my uncle Carl drove a dump truck, you oh, know, wow. yeah. which is a truck that hauls your trash to the dump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I said I wanted to be Carol Burnett. Wow. And I had seen the Carol Burnett show. I was really little and I thought it was the coolest thing and she put on these crazy outfits and did all of these voices and you know everything and that's all I wanted to do and then I started to write little plays in elementary school and I would like my dad would come in to say Ange it's time for bedtime I'm like dad you're a mailman you've had a rough day you have a drinking problem and I was like in fourth grade he's like okay I just I'm just gonna tell you it's time for bed and I'm like go back to the door enter again <laughs> But come in with all that emotion, Dad. Like, you're a drunk. You're a... He's like, Angela, it's time for bed. That's amazing. So I had written... You know, I was always writing and doing characters. Where did this come from? I don't know. You just, were just my core. Because yeah. neither of your parents are actors. Or... No, but my dad was hilarious. My dad was so funny and a great storyteller. And um, my mom has a really sarcastic sense of humor. Mm -hmm. So I think I get my... My dark sarcasm. Every yeah. comedian's a little dark, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And I do you think I, of yourself as a comedian or an, or an actor or both or no difference? Um, I think I, I don't know that there's a difference yeah, for I me. Yeah, I really think there is either. Yeah, but I did think, you ever do stand up? No, I did. You know, I my whole background was improv, right. and um, I would and went at hundred dentists. Well, that's not my background. It was I just know, a job. but that's a job you had that I <laughs> yeah. just remember. That's so yeah. exciting and fun. But my my acting background was improv yeah. and sketch and yeah. stuff like that. And I did theater. But um, what I loved about improv is that you're 100% forced to be in the moment with someone. Yeah. 
you can't be thinking or writing ahead or you'll miss what's happening in the moment and not to get too dorky on everyone no, this but, is what we are here for to get dorky yeah but i think it's a really great life philosophy for sure it's just to be in the moment with someone yeah and to listen and a big big part of improv is listening and i think that my favorite actors are good listeners because totally. they pick up on exactly what you're bringing to them yeah and then they react in the moment with you and then it's a collaboration and it's not just one person one person kind of showboating doing their performance and their thing how do you know you're listening to someone yeah well you don't miss cues you know but like if there are no cues I mean like when you're on stage in an improv or just in life when someone really needs your attention like or or just when you're acting look actors talk a lot about being good listeners and like and cultivating that skill of listening but in life most of us don't think a lot about like we think about being a good listener like your you know your husband comes home and is upset and you like sit down and listen to them or mm -hmm. or whatever but we don't how do you I think listening is a really important skill but not all of us are trained in how to do it so the reason I asked that question is I'm curious like for you personally how do you ground into listening? Like, how do you know that you're listening? I mean, I think a, a big part of listening is like looking at people's mm -hmm. like physical cues too. Like, you know, sort of like your countenance, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. how, how you are when you're, when you walk in a room. I think some people are better at it than others. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, even within my own friends and family circle, I, I have some friends and family that will blow into a room and just like bring all that energy in. And then maybe someone has just had a breakup or yeah. maybe some real life moment has happened and they don't pick up on it for a good beat. And then I, I know people in my life that will walk in a room and instantly be like, what happened? Mm. And you're like, how do you know? They just know, they just pay attention. Yeah. And I, I don't know that there's any trick to that. I think it's just, Paying attention. Paying attention. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes, and even, you know, sometimes we're better at it than others. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we bring our own shiitake into mm -hmm. a room, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And are into a relationship or a moment. Yeah. And other times we're better at setting it aside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when you're not, like, acting, although you're really busy, you're acting kind of constantly. I well, I've been really You're fortunate. A busy actor, I'm yeah. a busy actor right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I appreciate it because you know our business. It's you just never you go through ebbs and flows. But with, you also do your baking show, Baking with Josh and Ange. Baking with we Josh and Ange. I, I didn't know because, you changed because it. it was just Baking with Josh, and he was like, I don't want to do this without you. I got a job in Canada, uh -huh. and I was like, we should just have it Baking with Josh because I'm working in Vancouver. Yeah, and he goes, Yeah, but I don't want to do it without you. And so he was like, It's Baking with Josh and Ange. Even though I do no baking, if you watch it. Well, you I'm do, the hot but mess. he's I, really good. He He's actually he's incredibly like, talented, oh, yeah. and I, I just, you know, dip my finger in the icing bowl, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so you do all that stuff, but, like, what is it, like, do you just keep your, how do you keep, how do you stay full when you're, even when you're not acting and when you're not doing baking with Josh? Like, what are you, what, what's your daily practice for feeling that sense of fullness? I love really simple things mm. and I don't know you know how that came about except that my grandmother who turned 100 wow. um, a year ago and she she passed away but she mm. lived on her own up until two months um, but she 
was so, um, I don't, what's the right word to even say to describe her? She was so appreciative of the smallest things mm. and the simplest things. Mm -hmm. And um, like she did a garden and she was appreciative of that and she liked to quilt and we would sit and visit no tv on sit and visit mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. i showed her instagram one of the last times we were together i was like look grandmother do you want to be on my instagram i showed it to her and i go what do you think of instagram she went meh <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah uh, it's just a different time but and you know she would make me a glass of iced tea and we'd sit at her kitchen table and she got a bird feeder for hummingbirds and mm -hmm. she hung it out her screen door and we would sit there and drink tea and watch the hummingbirds and it's so simple but those things bring me so much joy it's so moving to me it doesn't it just nothing else really matters except for those small moments in your life i really think and who knows what it's like those last moments of your life but i think it's those images that run through your mind. You know, mm -hmm. I remember my dad taking my hand and us walking in these tide pools um, in an island out in the Thousand Islands in the Java Sea. Mm. And we saw a seahorse, a little seahorse floating in a tide pool. And he told me to gently put my hand in the water and not move it. And the seahorse swam up to my pinky finger and wrapped its tail around my finger. And now my dad, and now I'll get emotional, my dad passed away a few years ago. And I find myself playing that scene over and over in my mind mm. of me as a little girl and my dad putting my hand in that water. It's so, oh my God, I'm so emotional. No, Here's yeah. the thing. I did not think I'd get emotional on a podcast with you today, Kat. But that's it. Those are those moments to me that just remind you that that's all that matters. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You know, like my daughter had a ton of tangles in her hair last night because yeah. she has mermaid hair like you yeah. although i don't tell her to wear it back i'm always like it <laughs> looks so, so pretty down yeah, of <laughs> um, but um i brushed her hair out for like 40 minutes wow. last night and we just yeah. talked yeah and i think i wonder if she'll remember me just sitting here brushing her hair out oh my god no, you know I'm what crying. i mean yeah <laughs> so so that's what fills me up it's just i i just i yearn for those moments mm -hmm. like those moments where the world is kind of shut out and you're just with someone yeah. sharing a quiet moment. Yeah. Yeah. That fills me up. Oh my gosh. That's so beautifully said. I want to write that all and put it in a monologue book. <laughs> no, I, I'll, this is a simple moment for me. This is so beautiful. So that's, I just, I mean, I almost, okay, that's over. It's, this podcast is we don't need to talk about anything else I mean I think that that is just so profound what you said and like it's so amazing that literally like what we're you were just talking about is the simplest things and yet like those are the most those are the things mm -hmm. that you remember in those pivotal life moments yeah like birth and death and yeah. just like when you brushing I mean it's like that play our town you know yeah and it's calming isn't it yeah it's like calming like thinking about having an iced tea with my grandmother and watching mm. hummingbirds. Yeah. It's so calming to me. Yeah. Or walking with my dad, him holding my hand. Yeah. Those little moments. Yeah. But that that all that's really all that matters. And we work and it's great to have work and fulfill yourself creatively, but I think 
those little moments with friends and family are what so carry me and sustain do you, me. Do you like practice creating those moments or do you find that those moments just happen naturally and then, but you have to cultivate a practice of recognizing those moments? Like, I think it's both. I think you have to make what gives you joy a priority. Mm. So I really, really work hard in my career to make my family my priority because that's what gives me joy mm -hmm. more than anything. Mm -hmm. So, and that's my mom and my sisters, you know, that not just my inner nucleus of my daughter and my husband and mm -hmm. my stepsons, but also, you know, all of them. Mm -hmm. um, and so making time to call my mom mm. and to connect with her. She's 81, wow. you know, mm -hmm. and to hear about her day. To, and I have a sister text chain, <laughs> which is hilarious. We gave it its own special ring. And so my husband will go, sister text, because they text all day. <laughs> and like, they text everything. Like my sister Janet will text me a photo of her cup of coffee. Aww. Morning coffee. Um, and I live for it, you know, yeah. I really do. But just, and then my daughter, I do joint custody. So I have uh -huh. my daughter half the week. And I'm on very good terms with my ex. But there is an element to joint custody where you do feel like you're always on borrowed time. Mm. And I feel it. Yeah. And I know, you know, and we're, we're, we have the best case scenario you could have where right. we have visit days when it's not our days and we're, we're always in each other's lives. Yeah. Um, but I really work hard to plan my work around my days with her. Yeah. And I have passed on jobs and I bust my ass to get on a plane on a red eye so I can be home, so I can pick her up from school. Mm -hmm. um, so I work really hard to make family my priority because that's mm -hmm. what that's what feeds my soul. Right, is right, that, right. Is right. them. So, and then, but then like, you know, like you just told me about this moment of untangling your daughter's hair. Um, while, while you were in that moment, were you, was there a part of you that was consciously kind of like reminding yourself to really just be in that moment? Yes, I do try to remind myself all the time because even as a mom, you can get just lost in just the busyness of domestic life. Like, oh, yeah. okay, come on, we got to go. We're going to be late. Like, like the, yeah. you know, like all that. Yeah. And to just take a moment like at a soccer game to be like, oh my gosh, what a beautiful day it is on the soccer field. And I get to just sit here and just not be focused on anything but my kid kicking a soccer ball. How wonderful is that? Yeah. How great is that? Yeah. And, and I think because I have to travel for work a lot, mm -hmm. I do really appreciate being home. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. if I was home every single day, sure. that'd be different. Right. But I do really covet that time at home. I love porch time. Yeah. My family is real, they're Southern. So we love to sit on a porch and my husband's from Colorado and he was like, I don't get this whole porch thing. You're always on the porch. <laughs> and then he came home with me to Texas and it was July and it was freaking so hot. It was like 110 degrees and we were all on the porch. And my uncle Jack like brought out a box fan, which is pointless because it just moves the hot yeah, air around. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were all sitting on the porch and my husband was like, the air conditioning <laughs> is on inside. We could all be inside and no, we're on a porch with fly swatters because there's so many bugs. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, what is the deal with your family and porches? I was like, I don't know. We sit out on the porch. We tell stories. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I have been home with him to Colorado and you can't sit on your porch so, as you much. You have an amazing family, it sounds like. Like a like from your your parent, your mm -hmm. mom sounds like she's amazing. It sounds like your dad was amazing. It yeah, sounds like they, everyone 
and your grandma i mean they were they're they're a great group of folks i will tell you something my mom used to always say to me because you were talking about your hair yeah my mom would always say to me why not you Ange? why not mm. like i would say oh i don't know if i can do that she'd be like why not you you can be president if you want why not you so she really drove this home of like why not my girls can do anything she had four girls and she was like, you can do anything. Don't ever let anyone tell you you can't do something. And she just like would say it all the time. And so I think when I came out to L.A. and I was going to try to be an actor and I would go to these auditions, I would just think, why not me? Why not? Yeah. It's yeah. going to be somebody. Yeah. Why not me? Yeah. Um, yeah. So and I, do you still carry that with you? Like, so look, you're really busy, but obviously, I mean, you've been in this business for a while. You've not gotten stuff that you've really wanted all the time, all the time. And so how do you how do you deal with that? Those disappointments? Well, I mean, sometimes I just think you're not the right person for the job. Right. It's just really simple. I'm a writer. Mm -hmm. I've sold five shows. Oh my god, I didn't realize yes. that many. That's incredible. I've sold five. None of them have gotten on the air. I've, I've, well, I've <laughs> That's sold my one. next I've... goal. That's my yeah. next goal is like yeah. not just to sell something, but actually get something on the air. Yeah. So I think I'm good at selling. Have in you a room. sold pitches? I've pitches. sold pitches and I've sold scripts. Scripts. Mm -hmm. Wow. But um, when do you write? Writing is the hardest. I know. When do you find time to do that? Well, I have to come. I have. I write at night. Oh, you do. I write like at after night. the kids are in, are yeah. in bed. Wow. I know. And it's hard. That's commitment. That's hard. But usually that's when I have a deadline. And I, uh -huh. I think like the worry of getting sued, <laughs> like, like I'm like, oh my God, they're paying me. Yeah. I have to turn something yeah, in. Yeah. It's, it's like having that big term paper. Sure. sure. Your, but what like about your before grade. you're even there? So like you have an idea. I mean, you know, so I, I sold a pitch, right? That's, mm -hmm. and I, whatever, I guess I wrote a movie and a web series. I mean, That's I've done huge. some different, and a pilot, whatever. I've done some stuff. That's huge. <laughs> but, what are you talking about? But I, but I haven't, I mean, that's, I mean, you've done a lot. And, and for me, the hardest thing, like, I'll just like, so I, you know, I've been, now my daughter's eight months, almost mm -hmm. eight months. And, but then before that I was pregnant and I felt like my, I was like brain dead while I was pregnant, like nothing. And I just, you know, now I'm like, how do I possibly like sit down to create something or mm -hmm. like even think of something when I have this baby I mean it's just like a lot like things I mean I, I and but the answer is okay you just do right you like just you, set aside time yeah you just kind of do it but um I cannot write when the kids are home I just can't yeah. it's just too, we have three we have three kids and four pets. It is just total, I call it delightful chaos, but it is chaos <laughs> yeah. always. Last night, it was windy here. Uh -huh. You would have thought it was like they got to go to the Six Flags Magic Mountain oh or something. Gosh. They're like, it's windy. Let's go on the trampoline. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. They're like running in and out of the house. It was just, oh my gosh, they made a car so out of a bunch of old boxes. I saw that. I saw and that. And then the wind stories. ripped it in half and took half oh. of it in the pool. Oh but you would have thought we had front row seats at, I yeah. don't know, the World Series. <laughs> they were like, oh my God. It was just like, and then the cat got out. Anyway, it was all crazy. So you had to find quiet time. Yes, you have to find quiet time. Do you go to a cafe sometimes? No, I cannot go. I can't go out because no. I like to get to know people. Right. So like, I'll then sit there. Talking. I know. Or, or I'll just like, look at people so I'll be like I'll be trying to write on my laptop at a coffee shop and I'll be like I'll notice that some guy is wearing an old pair of Nikes and it looks like with his sharpie he colored in part of his shoe yeah and you just and I'm like fascinated. why did he color in part of his shoe I know I do the same <laughs> I mean why do you do why do he color his shoe with a sharpie <laughs> maybe I should ask him no don't <laughs> ask him so um 
I but now my, our kids are in school, so that is easier for me. So I can they can go right. to school. I also like to write in the morning. Um, when the house is totally quiet and my husband is Mr. Fitness. I don't know if you've noticed, but he's totally fitness man. He is very, very handsome. Your husband. He loves, he loves exercise. I'm always like, see, this is not my joy. Exercise is not my joy. Well, luckily you're like a tiny little petite. Well, not, I don't know. I, I'm eating a lot of baked goods (laughs) lately, but, um, he loves to go to the gym every morning and like then the house is totally quiet. We get the kids to school and I'm home mm-hmm. and that's also a, a great writing time for me. Yeah. And so um, so you can sit down and you can focus. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has to be literally everyone's either asleep. The yeah. whole house is quiet. Right. And it's just like me and the animals. Right. Um, or early in the morning. Do you morning. journal too? Or do you just do creative writing? I used to journal like crazy. I have a box of like 10 journals like that are just. Like ch- morning pages or like you would sit like dear diary. This is what happened today. No, I would just write whenever I thought of something. I would oh, carry wow. a journal with me in my backpack and I would just sit and write anything. Anytime so something you're inspired a writer. me. I mean, you're like a legit. You've been always kind of doing it. I was a creative writing major oh, in college. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Jeez. I wasn't. I wasn't a theater major. You're such a multi-talented lady. <laughs> I don't know. Angela. I think I'm just an observer. Yeah, you know. And I would jot down funny things people said, or do you know what it is you like about like getting to know people? I know that's a really hard question. It's like I'm asking you to like distill this down to like its smallest kernel. I, I really, I just find people interesting. Yeah, right. I just find them interesting. People's quirks are interesting. We had a flight attendant on this uh-huh. flight. So I just went and spoke at University of Northern Michigan. Mm-hmm. And on the flight back. Is this, you smoke like at a, like a commencement? No, no, no. So, the you know, colleges have endowment for the arts. And yeah. they have speakers throughout the year. So I go and speak to That's either so the theater great. students or the student union, you know, hosts that. me. Uh-huh. Um, but our flight attendant on the flight back from Marquette to Minneapolis, I had a layover in Minneapolis, was fascinating to me. I just was like, oh my God, he's so delicious. I can't what? stop watching Tell me guy. what. Just like before, you know, I it's a very small plane and I could see him because a hopper flight. So y- you're just close to the guy, right? Yeah, yeah. He's up there giving his beginning speech. And he had, you know, the little phone they talk yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. And before he would speak, he would do this thing where he'd go, and you can't see you it on the podcast. See. She's but doing like this, like she's he, doing like this would, quick breath in, and like he would he's do like these pr- breaths before himself. yeah every before every line. Like, welcome, American Eagle, uh, passengers. Like he um, practiced his breath yes, or something. I don't know what it was, yeah. but I I was like, oh my god, this guy. I could watch him all day yeah taking his little moment of prep breath yeah because you love him because you're so interested like why does he do that where did he start that is public speaking hard for him and he had to really overcome this i know i do the same thing now he's a flight attendant okay but i i distracted you by the way you were talking about i asked you about disappointment and how you deal with disappointment and then you started talking about writing well i said the reason why i started talking about writing thank you for bringing us back um is that now you know when I think about a role, mm-hmm. I always think about how how the writer maybe saw that role. And sometimes I might just not be that person. Right. And you can't have someone come in and read it and be like, oh, my God, you just blew that character out of the water and totally opened that character mm-hmm. up in a way that I couldn't see. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So there are times I think an actor can bring something to a role that the writer didn't even ex- expect. And it changes the character for in all the right ways. Right. right. For the right. better. 
And then sometimes I think someone can come in and I think a writer or producer can just look at it and be like, well, they were really good, but that is just not right. how I saw the character. Right. So I think there's an element to it that you're just not right for it. Right. And then there's an element of politics. You know, um, whenever anything is cast now, they're looking for chemistry and combinations of size, color, shape, mm-hmm. everything, right? Mm-hmm. So you might just not be the right look. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't take it personal. I think so the don't hardest, take it personal. Don't take it personal. It's not, and it's not personal. Right. It's just a job. What about somebody who like is interviewing for a job they really want outside of the business? I think the same thing. You cannot take it personal. Right. You can't. You All you can be responsible for is how you show up mm-hmm. and you show up and you do your thing and be prepared. Mm-hmm. That's all you're responsible for. Right. And the rest is out of your hands. Right. It, and, and to worry about it is just such a waste of energy. Right. And you can hope for it. That's mm-hmm. different than worrying about mm-hmm. it. You can be optimistic, mm-hmm. but there's an element to all of these meetings we go on, job interviews, you know, wh- whatever your profession, that is 100% out of your hands. But mm-hmm. what's in your hands and in your control is being professional and being prepared. Right. And I go into an audition, I know my shit. Right. I know my lines. I'm completely off book. Yep. I have research, researched the producers, the director. Mm-hmm. I know the projects they've worked on. Like, I give myself all the tools I need mm-hmm. to make that moment the best I can make it. And the only time I ever feel badly about an audition is if I go in and I don't think I did my best. Mm-hmm. Because if I did my best and I don't get it, mm-hmm. then I... I don't mourn that because right. there's nothing I can do. Right. But if I didn't do my best, if I was just sort of off that day, then I'm like, dang it, I know I could have done better. How do you stop yourself from being off that day? I mean, I mean that's that's just hard because our lives. Like, how do you prepare? Do you feel anxiety going into auditions or meetings? It or... depends. It depends. Not I for a comedy, almost never. Mm. Because I feel like I'm like, I got this. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want me to come in and make your script funny, I yeah. think I know how to do that. I think mm-hmm. I have really strong comedic instincts. You've trained in that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like there. You've done I don't have years. to dig deep for it. Mm-hmm. It's just there. Mm-hmm. And I can look at a script and know how to make it funny. But, you know, there's there's all these genres now that I'm new to that sometimes I go in and I'm like, like I, I had a voiceover audition and there's mm-hmm. voiceover actors. That's all they do. Right. And their, their voice is like an instrument. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like I can just do myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if they want a character to just sound like this, great. Yeah. But their voice is like real instrument. And yeah. I feel a little out of my depth there. Right. Um, I had an audition one time where they wanted the character to sing and I was like, uh, and I went and I was like, uh, and now I just say no, because I'm not comfortable singing. So I'm just like, you know what? If you want, me to sing the way I would sing at a karaoke night then I'll belt it out no problem but I can't there's just things I'm not comfortable with and I I don't like singing in front of people it makes me uncomfortable yeah yeah because I'm just I'm not good enough and so I like to be good at whatever I put myself out there to do yeah so um and I had I've had I've done dramatic roles but I'm always always like the um the long shot for that yeah so I usually have to go in on more meetings for those Mm -hmm. um even though I know I'm a trained actor and I can do it and I've had roles now where I've cried and I've Mm -hmm. had even Mm -hmm. the office my character yeah like sobbed and cried and and I did um I did a movie for Lifetime where I have basically like a nervous breakdown oh my gosh and this show I did called Haters Back Off my character fully cries yeah so like 
I know I can tap into all that, but I think a lot of times in whatever profession you're in, sometimes once you're seen as one one job, right. that's how they see you. And it, not even in acting. This applies to you know all professions. Like once you interview and get that one job, maybe they only ever see you as customer service. Right, and you're right. like, guys, I can be human resources. <laughs> right. And they're like, no, you're customer service. <laughs> right, yeah, but exactly. Yeah, it happens with our profession too. And so how do you like, do you, when's the last time that, you really, really wanted something. How did you contend with that feeling of wanting? I mean, or did do you? Is that a feeling that you have in your life? Like, sure, sure. I mean, this pilot season, I really wanted to get a pilot that filmed in Los Angeles because I've been traveling so much. And again, what's my priority? Yeah, my family. Right. So working closer to my family is my goal. Mm-hmm. And there was like one project that I was like, oh, I could be really good at this. And they they didn't see me for the role. They totally saw it a different way. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I know I can do that role. Yeah. And it films in Los Angeles. But and I really wanted that part. Yeah. And they went 100% a, a different, totally direction. different direction. And yeah. that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted to go in for it. And so did you feel like... You felt some frustration, maybe? Sure. I was totally frustrated. And it was, again, but out of my control. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So then you just say, like, there's nothing I can do about this. It just wasn't meant to be. Do you breathe? Do you you meditate? Do you pray? Do you? You know, it's interesting because I was just talking about doing morning affirmations and, like, the power of you have I just saw that you have an amazing I'm so glad you just said that because I like saw that on your stories yesterday and or two days ago and Mm -hmm. I was like oh I have to remember to ask her about that I just wrote a little morning affirmation can we read it do you have it yeah I mean I almost know it it's really beautiful do you know it yeah I mean I I pretty much did I screenshot it it? I might have even screenshot it I have it right here oh there I have it okay my gosh if I can click on it um no I was just my mom is Uh, very religious and she always talks about um, self-fulfilling prophecy and the power of words Mm -hmm. and um, uh, there was a thing she told me one time um, speak of what is wait I'm going to try to get this right speak of (laughs) here I go speak of what is not Mm -hmm. as if it were so and it shall become Mm. right so and she really believes in in, um, that sort of the power of you know, obviously of the word of scripture. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I think that there really is something to speaking positive over someone. Mm. And I try that with our kids too. Like, you know, you try not to paint your kids with a broad stroke of like, Oh, he can't, he's not athletic. Right. He's the one that likes to read or he's our sports guy. Right. You know, really try not to put those labels on them. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's hard because you're, you feel like it's so clear. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, even if your kid looks at you and is like, I don't like sports. Yeah. That's totally fine. But I don't need to label them as not coordinated or, right? right? It's a Absolutely. difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, he can, but. um, That's a really beautiful uh, parenting uh, technique, philosophy. Um, I, Jim and I took this class in nonviolent parenting, mm-hmm. which is the, over in where we live. There's like this, the it's called the 
anyway, whatever. It, it's based in nonviolent communication, which was a system of communication that this guy named Marshall Rosenberg mm -hmm. developed back in the 70s. But there's nonviolent parenting, and it really has a lot to do with it's not just like don't hate your kid, which hopefully right. is obvious to most people, right. although it's not. But anyway, it's not just that. It's not like just about physical violence. It's mm -hmm. really about, or like, you know, even verbal violence. It's about like just things like that, mm -hmm. like saying like he it like labeling in itself mm -hmm. is a, a form of violence because it's really like restrictive you well, know it's limiting your child yeah, it's just yeah. for, for no reason and but then anyway it goes even deeper than that but what you're talking about is very similar philosophically to that I mean I think that's a beautiful thing to not decide for your kid mm -hmm. who they are well my mom is, is very religious you know and so she would say things like if anyone said anything negative about me, mm. uh, like growing up, you know, kids can say things. I was the new kid and my mom, I remember my mom, uh, uh, I had to go to the principal's office because we had moved and I didn't speak French and it was a small school in Louisiana in mm. elementary. And um, the principal was, uh, said that I was going to have to stay after school because I didn't know the French or whatever and was like kind of reprimanding me. Mm -hmm. um, and my mom, I came home and I was like, I got in trouble, mom, because I didn't know the French. She was like, what? And she was like, where's that principal? I will jerk him bald headed. And like, she was like, she just instantly went like old Southern mama bear. Wait, what and are the words that she just said? I jerk will, him bald headed. I will jerk him bald headed. Yeah. And she was like, but she said, um, you know what? He doesn't get to speak that over you. If you mm. want to learn French, you'll learn French. And it's okay that you don't know it the same way mm. they do and like all this stuff. Mm. But these are these moments you remember, right? Because I was like, oh, my God, it's the first time like I saw my mom like go kind of a little cray cray. Oh, yeah. But, um, but she would always say, you know, sometimes in the public eye, people say things. And she's like, Angela, they don't get to speak that over you. I rebuke yeah. that. I rebuke. This is oh, very, very uh, uh, um, deep south. But now she's Baptist. Well, no, she's more, they're, they're more, um, they're called, what is their church called? Grace Assembly. I should, if my mom's listening, she'd be like, I can't believe you don't know our church's name. Um, <laughs> but it did change, but no, they're yeah. more like, they're Baptists, but definitely more like evangelical Baptists, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. like Assembly of God. Yeah. Cause I love this idea of like speaks, speaking words over someone. Yeah. Like as though words can be like a, like that they're, that they are like right uh they're a object that well, you can throw or like yeah a, my mom always says your blessing your your words are a blessing or a curse on yeah, someone right yeah, yeah so wouldn't you rather be a blessing to someone yeah um and then as far as negative stuff you just don't have to say it right you know i talk about that with our kids too i was like you can maybe get mad at someone but you don't always like you can get frustrated mm -hmm. but your words are going to elevate it to another another you know playing field right, so like right. if you say to someone i'm really frustrated with you right now mm -hmm. that's different than saying like i don't like you right right right, right maybe in right. the moment you're not loving that person right but like there's your words escalate things well also there's something totally and there's something like really valuable about sharing your feelings even yes. if that feeling is frustration yeah that's ultimately a very connective thing to do right whereas I don't like you is very pushing away right well we we talk about too like your feelings are your feelings mm -hmm. and I want to affirm your feelings but um there is a constructive way to share your feelings like right. there is 
a level that I, I want in this country of civil discourse. Mm-hmm. I don't mind if you disagree with me. Right. That's your prerogative. Right. But let's be respectful in our our disagreements. Right. Right. You know, let's yeah. not be name callers. Right. Let's not, you know, just be mean. Right. You know? Like when you said mm-hmm. what you said, I felt really angry. Yeah. Or, you know, I felt really connected to you. Right. Or that hurt my feelings. Or, right. 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 I felt hurt by mm-hmm. that or There's, whatever. There was an article I read a long time as ago. As opposed to, you're an asshole. Exactly. <laughs> as opposed to, F you. you. Know. Yeah, exactly. D-Wad. Yeah. Um, there was an article I read, and I won't remember where it was because it was so, so, so long ago. But it talked about within relationships, mm-hmm. you kind of have to agree on how you fight. Yeah. You have to sort of have a plan. Yeah. Like, like. There are there's some language that mm-hmm. you don't bust out. Right, right. You know, right, right. There Even, are rules. There are rules. Like there's you can be mad at me, but like like if you take it up a notch with me with cursing and stuff right, like sure. that, I'm gonna stop listening. Right, exactly. You know? Right. And so. do you how do you do you and Josh uh, and by the way, we're going back to your morning affirmation. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. Really, yeah. really into that. But do you guys have rules? I mean, you guys work together a lot. Like your guys are together yeah, we're a lot. In it. You're we in are it. in it. Um, working together has <clears throat> been a whole new thing because we work differently. Yeah. I improvise a lot. Mm-hmm. I just kind of have the thoughts in my head. Mm-hmm. I don't need to write it down. Mm-hmm. He's like, I need to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't improvise. Yeah. Like, this isn't just going to come to me. I have to have a plan. We have to have a blueprint. Yeah. And um, so that um, has been something we've had to figure out. But you guys don't edit those error. yourselves. Do what? Do you edit those yourselves? Josh edits the whole thing. Holy moly. Yes. What? He does the whole thing. He does our website. We wow. film it ourselves wow. in our kitchen. They're so they're so good. Thanks. I think he's really good. Yeah, he does an amazing job. He's you really good. Do, and sometimes I'm very like, impressed. he edits from a technical eye and uh-huh. then I'll go back in and I'll be like, You edited out the joke. Oh, you like yeah. I did a setup. You edited out the punchline. He's yeah. like, what? <laughs> so like he's like the first to say like, okay, the comedy edit is your edit. So I'm but the you guys, so edit. you guys work really closely together, and mm-hmm. obviously disagreements arise. Oh I mean, yeah. And so what are your how, what are your what are your fighting rules? Well, basically, I want us each to be heard, mm-hmm. and then I just there's no place in fighting for me with name calling not that he does that or I do that but I just like said that to him right out of the gate like there's the minute you go to any place like that right name calling like even like you're crazy or like yeah or like you know what you're a jerk or whatever like you know so we really really try to just stay in the moment and talk about what hurt us in the moment Uh uh and also don't bring in your old baggage Uh uh-huh which uh-huh. when you meet later in life, it's easy to do. Yeah. You have yeah, yeah. old relationship baggage. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. And just try to be like, okay. But it balances out with your maturity. Like, yeah. Because the old relationship baggage is also a lot of education. Yeah. So like it, it kind of goes both ways. Yeah. But so, you do have to sort of say like, okay. So how do you ensure that you're both heard? Well, I think you just have to learn how both of you process anger and in relationships, you you have things you're going to deal with, like grief mm-hmm. and anger and frustration and even happiness, even good news. Like, we all process that differently. Or when you're sick, we all want to be taken care of differently. Right. And for me, like, if someone yells, I shut down. Mm-hmm. I just shut down. And why I'm, do you think? Because was that something from childhood or? No one in my family yelled. Okay, so just so I'm not, not used, to, used it. to it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I think when people yell, I'm like, all right, you're clearly yelling. Mm -hmm. So you're going to fill up that space. I'm not going to add to it. Right, right, right. So, and Josh, you know, I think sometimes he's like, okay, well, when you shut down, Mm -hmm. then I just spiral out more. Right, right, right. Like, I need you to engage with me. I need you to respond. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I think the thing I try to work on is not going to that place where I'm so shut off that I just seem like, that I seem like an asshole. Like when he's going on and on, I'm like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you feeling better now? Is that good? Did you get it all out? Like, that's not good either. Right, no, that's right. That's that's throwing fire on the gasoline on the fire. I know, I know, I know. But I think when I'm with some, like when I'm around someone who gets super emotional, I usually pivot hard the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like detach. Yeah, yeah, I I can Which makes the person who's really emotional even even more more. mad. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Jim does that actually. Jim Jim's an expert at that. I know. When I get really really heated, he just mm-hmm. gets really quiet and Me, like it, and it, it doesn't it, feel the need for to say so many words. I know. You know? I, I do the same thing. It drives thing. me crazy. It drives. I think it drives. Me I can do it crazy. the other way, but I, I only do that with my mom. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I know. We all have we all have one person that makes us nuts, and then they yeah. get to pivot the other way. Okay, so tell me about your morning affirmation. Well, I don't know. I just was talking to my mom about just starting the day in a good place Mm -hmm. and good thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I told the kids, I was like, I, I'm going to write us a morning affirmation. So I did. But wait, did this come to you because like it had felt like in the mornings were stressful or like why, what, what inspired you to start this practice? Well, yeah. Mornings with three kids is always sort of busy. And, but also like, like what time do they have to be at school? The boys have to be at school at 8 and Isabel's 8.30. I mean, that's bananas. So what time do they get up? Well, we have like three kids who are totally different. Yeah. Jack is our early riser. He's up by like 6.15. He Uh is up. Isabel doesn't wake up till like 7. But her school starts half an hour later. But they get out 20 minutes earlier. You know, it's just enough that we can't do one drop off and one pick up. But yeah. But no, mornings are busy and chaotic. But also... I was just talking to Josh that I feel like sometimes in our family dynamic that with three kids, sometimes there's always this thing of like, oh, well, they got a cool field trip. Well, that like a perfect Mm -hmm. example is we were talking about a field trip Mm -hmm. and one of the kids was like, lucky. I was like, no, we don't say that. Mm -hmm. I'm banning the word lucky. (laughs) And they all looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, because when you go, lucky I said how does that make you feel if I said that to you right and they were like well like like that you're you're mad that I you didn't get to do it I said exactly and does that make you want to hide your joy and maybe not Mm. not be not that doesn't give you permission to be happy about it and I said I want to give you permission to be happy about whatever it is that's happening in your life you get to be happy about it even if I wish I was part of it and I can't be I want you to have permission to be happy and I'm going to be happy for you. Right. Like, let's be happy for each I other. Love that. And so instead of saying oh, lucky next time someone's like, Oh, I get to do this. You say, Oh, that's so cool. Maybe someday I'll get to do that too. Love. Right. That. Then you're giving them permission to be happy. Right. Right. So we got on this whole talk about being thankful for what you have, appreciating what you have mm-hmm. and starting the day in a place where you're appreciative and thankful. So I don't know. It just all one kind of bled into the other. Got it. And then um, I was really thinking about positive words and how they affect our body chemistry. Yeah. And um, I just thought, you know, I just want 
us to have a reminder of Why that. Why were you thinking about that? Did you read an article or? I, I read, well, you know, my mom told me that she prays over all of her kids every morning. Mm -hmm. She gets up and she prays over us. Mm -hmm. and Jim's mom does that too. Yeah. And um, I, I pray like definitely in the evening, I'll say like, just to myself, like a little prayer. Mm -hmm. Or when I say goodbye to my daughter, mm -hmm. I say, you know, God watch over and keep you. And, um, oh, that's you know, beautiful. God watch over and keep you. Is that mm -hmm. what you say? And keep you. To yourself, you sort of say it. I like, say it to her. Oh, you do? Yeah, God watch over and keep you and um, keep you safe. And um, and so I thought about just our, just starting off the day with like a feeling like that, mm. you know? Like and a feeling like, my mom does it together. in the morning, but I, I always would sort of end my day. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, what if I start my day with that? Mm -hmm. That Got sort it. of positive energy. Got it. And I tape these up to their bathroom mirrors and I tape one up to mine. And I don't even know if they, I think they said them one time. Yeah. But they look at them and I know they're there. Yeah. And, they, and I explained to them why I wanted to do it, how I wanted us to start with these positive feelings about our day and yeah. carry that positivity throughout our day. Yeah. And um, they were really sweet. Like Cade, my eight-year-old stepson, he was like, I actually really like it, Angela. Aww, I was like, oh, good. <laughs> so, but, yeah. but just to know that it's there, you yeah. know, and if they ever want to glance on it, or like if it's um, a day where Josh and I are both working yeah. and we can't pick them up from school or they have like, uh, Josh's mom comes and watches them quite a bit when uh -huh. we travel for work and maybe they're having a moment where they're a little anxious. Maybe they look at that and it mm -hmm. calms them. Right. So right, right, anyway, right. it's taped to their bathroom mirror. <laughs> That's beautiful. Here, okay, here tell it me is. what it is. Here it is. I am happy. I am loved. I am healthy. My body is strong. My mind is strong. I am safe. I am prepared. I am successful. I am thankful. God is good. It's just simple. It's just it's simple. Really beautiful. I kind of laugh at the I am prepared. That's when I feel like I'm a mom. I am prepared. <laughs> well, so with this, I, I have to ask that because the one that stuck out to me was I am successful because what it got me thinking of is like, what, what is that to you? What is success to you? I think it's what channeling what makes them happy. Mm -hmm. Like Jack right now is really into coloring and mm -hmm. maybe he feels good about his coloring. And But I'm really big on, I don't measure my success by others because mm -hmm. my path is my path. Right. You know, and... So what's your measure of success for you? I think my kids being happy. Yeah. And, you, and happiness. Yeah, and happiness. You just said that. Yeah. yeah. My family doing well. My family being well. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. you feel when you feel happy, you can be you can be sure that you're successful. Yeah. I yeah. I don't measure my success in a monetary way. So yeah. I think what I mean by that is just, you know, and yeah. it was really funny because my daughter went to read it. And this would be so embarrassing to her. But she was like, I am success. Sexy. I'm sexy. And I was like, no, <laughs> she's 10 years old. I was like, Isabel. And we both started laughing so hard. Oh. I said, successful. I said, could you imagine oh, if I put God, that in your I'm mantra? <laughs> oh, my God. She was like, I read it fast, Mom. I'm sorry. Do you have other mantras, like, in your life other than this morning one, like, that you use before auditions or uh, when you go to work or any or when you fly anywhere? Um, when I fly, I always say, um, this is really silly, maybe, but first of all, when I get on the plane, um, my dad used to pat the side of the plane, like, all right, girl, you know, like, like, like you would pat, well. like the way you would pat a horse before you get on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you pat a horse for you. Yeah. Um, 
So I pat the plane. Yeah. And then I usually just at takeoff just say, you know, Lord, watch over and keep us. Oh, so you do. You have an active prayer, praying yeah. life. That's yeah, really but I, I like it's not audible. You know, have I just you always? A yes, because my mom. Your mom. My mom. Yeah. My mom prayed with us every day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she did. Like mm-hmm. in the mornings or at night. Or... Yeah. Just a com. It's just a very big part of her life. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not as religious as my mom, but yeah. that, that, and, and prayer is calming. It's it's a form of you know it is meditation in its yeah. way. And I used to, um, you know, any time in my life I have a moment where I'm anxious about something I just take a minute and I just like say like you know you know Lord calm my fears Mm. give me a sense of peace Mm. Um, Mm. give me the peace that passes all understanding Mm. you know just take a moment like that and when you imagine God do you imagine like God in the sky or do you do you (laughs) do you have you I mean no I don't I I I just sort of it's kind of interesting. I don't see anything when I imagine God. I see sort of just like nature, mm. like in goodness, you know, mm-hmm. energy like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I was riding horseback with my dad one time. We were sitting tandem on the horse. Mm-hmm. I was really little. It's not mm-hmm. like we hurt the horse. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dad was not a big guy, yeah. but he was in the saddle and I was sitting on the horse, you know, behind the saddle uh-huh. and we were riding fence you know you ride to check the fence on your farm make uh sure no fence is down they call it riding fence and um so the cattle can't get out and things like that and we had gone over down this creek bed rode down into the creek bed and up on the other side to this little really sort of just tucked away part of the farm and um as we came down the creek bed and up the other side a huge like crane took off flying Mm. and it sort of spooked the horse for a moment but we were fine but it was just it was so early in the morning and this bird was just flying and it was so still and quiet Mm. you could like hear its wings you know yeah and we just sort of took in the moment and my dad was like I feel closer to God here than I do anywhere Mm. you know just sort of in out in nature like that and I I feel that too I just sort of feel that I, got I don't chills. I don't sort of picture something yeah sure yeah I don't know how to explain it no, and, it's and beautiful. My, I my, just wondered when as you were talking about that specific sort of prayer that you say when you're anxious Lord calm I can't remember the, the exact words but give me peace it felt like a feeling like it felt it's like a feeling it, it's a yeah feeling. it's a feeling for yeah. sure that like God get God might be a feeling even you know what yeah. I mean yeah I mean yeah and I I even said to my my kids, you know, and God is good. And I said to my stepsons, because my, my husband is not religious, really. And, um, and I said to them, and I don't know how much of this is foreign to them, you know, because yeah. my daughter's heard me do things like this sure. her whole life. Um, and I said to them, I said, you know, God, for me, including God, is including a reverence for something bigger than ourselves. Mm. You know, it, yeah. just acknowledging that we are part of something bigger. Yeah. That's and beautiful. honoring that yeah like you go to the grand canyon go to the grand canyon oh, and yeah. look in that and you can't help but feel like you are a blip mm-hmm. on the radar here yeah on earth yeah. that that we are part of something bigger yeah that's how i feel and i and i i don't mind using the word god to describe that feeling some people yeah i, lo- I love it 
Yeah, I don't mind it either. Um, okay, so we're going to wrap up, but I oh. um, I know. We didn't really talk much about acting. No, I know, I told you. We're not really here to talk about acting. That's what this secretly is not think, a show about acting. I think acting. you need to change your title. <laughs> no, cause it, cause because we're, we are acting. We, we're acting right now by speaking, right? But we're acting real. That's yeah, we're acting. Oh, there you acting go. Acting real. Yeah. Oh, now I get it. Now I get it. Um, yeah. um, the last thing I just want to ask is, you know, you have a lot of wisdom and, um, y- you know, I mean, you, you're thinking, loving, wise human. And I just wonder, like, are there any kinds of what inspires youth classes, therapies, different kinds of like, I don't know, YouTube videos, CDs, books, anything? What inspires me? I mean, do you have, or, you know, like, are there any recent things that you've done or taken in that you've been like, yeah, I love that. You don't have to answer this to you. You can, you can text me later. And I'll, no, I'll no. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of things. I think, you know, we wear a lot of hats, mm-hmm. us gals. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think there's, there's always something I find new and interesting. I mean, I read the book on tidying up. Oh, like, yeah. Marie oh Kondo. Yes. And oh, I was yeah. like, oh, my. I was like going through all my drawers. I'm like, this doesn't bring me joy. <laughs> Get rid of it. Did it um, work? Donate. I, I did. I actually went through my closet. It was a big thing. Amazing. Um, and gave, uh, I, I had a, a, through a friend of mine, um, like a shelter, I gave like a whole bunch of stuff to. But, and because I'm all about reusing. Because oh, j- yeah. just because I think. You know, I can't wear the color pink anymore. It doesn't mean somebody. Just because it doesn't bring you joy. <laughs> right. Mean exactly. It's else exactly. Yeah. And then, um, and I love like a good new book. And I just read uh, David Sedaris's book, Calypso. Oh, and I was God, laughing so out so loud funny. on the yeah. plane. He's an observer. And yes. he's weird and quirky. And I just love him. Yes. Um, so there's always something, you know, like that. I and then, that. I don't know. I, I love, um, I'm going to do like a little home, like, I'm going to plant some plants and do some gardening stuff. I love like getting out and getting my hands in the dirt and yeah. kind of doing things like that. Oh, that's so great. And I love travel yeah. so much, even to like Marquette, Michigan and upper Michigan. I mean, the Upers, they're way up there. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just seeing, you know, seeing how people live. I find it fascinating. Um, and coloring. I love my kids <sighs> love to color. And we have all those books like The Enchanted Garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. The Ocean. Yeah. And we like sit there. One of our favorite things to do on a really nice after, like afternoon evening uh-huh. is I get out TV trays and I put them on the back porch yeah. and we color on the porch. Oh my God, you get porch time and coloring. And coloring. Time and it's the, the best. Time. And everyone, <laughs> well, mom has a glass of wine. Yeah, Life great. is good. Love it. Life is good. <laughs> oh my God, this is but such a But it's simple, a right? Treat. Simple. I just know, sitting there it's coloring. It's so simple. Yeah. I have so much love for you. I miss you. I know. I miss you oh too. God, it's so good to so see fun you. so when we got to see each other all the time. You and your sexy hair. Oh, I know. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. You're welcome. And talking about all the things. You're welcome. Oh, my God. I'm so That's our show. Thanks for listening. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at I am Kat Foster and reach out to us using the hashtag ActingRealPod. For links and recommendations from this week's episode, visit ActingRealPodcast.com. Episodes go up on Mondays subscribe to the show and rate and review us it would mean so so much to us if you did this podcast is produced by hanami sutton and chris mako with technical assistance by david o'hara and music by sean hokinson we love you guys we really really do thanks for listening see you next week Bye.